On today's show, we'll be talking all things about the second half of the season for the Dallas Stars. We'll be talking about the biggest storylines going into the back half of the season. We'll talk about the schedule and how difficult it is. And then we'll talk about the players that we need to see more from if the Stars are looking to make the postseason come springtime. All of this coming up on a Monday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and it is Monday, February 7th. The All-Star Game has come and gone. Joe Pavelski seemed to have had a really good time. Seems like everyone had their fun at the NHL All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas. This episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Well, like I said, All-Star Weekend is all but wrapped up, and now the NHL is ready to resume with the back half of the regular season. And it's going to be a chaotic one, folks. Uh, things are a little bit crazy with the NHL withdrawing from the Olympic Games that are happening right now. A lot of games are needing to be made up between now and the end of February. And I think about 95 games ended up getting canceled because of COVID protocol. What have you back around Christmas time when games were getting shut down? left and right the nhl is now looking to make all of those games up in this two to three week window and so things are going to get very very interesting but before we dive into all of the big news surrounding the stars team going into the back half of the season do you want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of locked on stars whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener thank you for making locked on stars your first listen of the day be sure to subscribe to and follow the locked on stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform. The show is always free and available no matter where or how you listen. Uh, and without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business, talking about the biggest storylines surrounding this Dallas Stars team going into the back stretch of this season. Uh, and I think the biggest one, the, the, the elephant in the room, if you will, surrounding the Stars team is trade talks. Will John Klingberg or Joe Pavelski get traded, or will both of them get traded by the end of the season? Uh, the Stars currently sit four points out of the playoff race, and so certainly a lot of speculation on you know whether or not these guys get traded. That really rides on how the Stars perform and where the Stars stand in, as far as playoff seeding goes come trade deadline time, which is the end of March, March 21st. Uh, if the Stars are sitting pretty and holding a playoff spot even, I can't imagine Joe Pavelski goes anywhere. I know John Klingberg, as we've mentioned several times, has expressed interest in playing elsewhere uh, after his time here in Dallas is done. So whether that means he gets traded or whether that means he finishes out the season here in Texas and then looks to play elsewhere in the offseason. But if the Stars aren't doing well, it would not surprise me at all to see Klingberg for sure get moved. Uh, and then especially if the Stars kind of have a crumble and have a collapse, uh, we might see Joe Pavelski, as sad as that would be, we might see him get moved to a team looking to contend for a Stanley Cup this summer. And they will play a game nearly every other day the Stars will to close out the season. We'll be talking about the schedule as a whole in the next segment. That's definitely something to take into account when you're talking about whether or not the Stars are going to make a push for the playoffs. That's the weird thing about this playoff 
or not playoff, excuse me, the regular season scheduling here in February is there some teams that, you know, have played five more games than other teams, especially in their division. Uh, across the NHL, there's been a lack of divisional games, especially the Stars. The next eight games they play will be against divisional opponents. And so after, you know, these first couple weeks of January, February, excuse me, shape out, we will actually have a better grasp of what the playoffs will look like. We do have a pretty good picture of it right now, especially out in the Eastern Conference. But things could get really, really crazy and unpredictable here the next couple of weeks in February. And that could really shake some things up. But especially out west where it feels like some things, you know, pretty much outside of the division winners, which I think will be Colorado and Vegas. Pretty much everything else is kind of up for debate right now and up for contention. And so I think that's certainly going to play into whether or not the Stars will be looking to move players at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, will the Dallas Stars thrive? Will they crumble? If they do crumble, will there be other players that potentially could get moved? Alexander Radulov, a guy whose contract is expiring at the end of the season. Going to be really, really interesting to see how the Stars fare throughout the month of February when the playoff picture becomes a little bit more clear and then to see who Jim Neal and company would be looking to move. And on that same note, Rick Bonus is certainly a guy that will be in the conversation throughout the rest of the season. I know people have been calling, fans mainly have been calling for him to get fired this season. I, I still don't think that will happen. Uh, I'm starting to lean towards I don't want him back as head coach next season, but I think he would have to do something egregious uh, to really get removed from the position of head coach. That um, I guess I could be wrong. I mean, firings happen all the time, but I think that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow is if the Stars do make the playoffs and do well, uh, what does that mean for Bonus's future in Dallas? So that's certainly a storyline to be on the lookout for as well. The second big storyline, I think, that, and really a storyline we've been focused on ever since training camp is the goalie situation, namely who will become the true number one on this Stars team. Braden Holtzby currently boasts a 9-9-1 record with a 2.76 goals against average and a 9-1-3 save percentage, while Jake Ottinger is 11-5 with no overtime losses, a 2.53 goals uh, against average, and a 9-12 save percentage. So pretty similar numbers from both of those guys. Ottinger having a little bit better favor in the win column. And I know there's a lot of people out there that will argue that wins and losses are not good goalie statistics. I, I disagree. I think that they're not the main statistic that you need to judge a goalie by, but I do think they're valuable uh, because if they rack up wins, that means they were doing their job. Uh, sometimes, you know, the wins and losses can't always be pegged on them. Sometimes their team doesn't do them many favors. And I think that's Brayden Holtby's case and some of these his losses that he's racked up. Uh, but Jake Ottinger, a lot of those 11 wins that he has, he's certainly earned those wins and done his part to help keep the other team off the scoreboard to the best of his Ability And Anton Hudobin, a guy that's still within this Dallas Stars organization, we saw him get pulled up from the AHL from that Florida road trip a couple weeks ago. At the NHL level, he currently has a 3-4-1 record with a 3.63 goals against average and an 8-7-9 save percentage. And so will we have to see Anton Hudobin get more playtime at the NHL level this season due to COVID, due to injuries? That'll be something to be on the lookout for to see how he continues to play down in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. And also a big question, at least for me, is who's going to get the first shutout for the Stars this season? As of right now, those three guys I named, the guys that have played goalie for the Stars this season, none of them have recorded a shutout so far this season. We've had several games where the opposition only scores one goal, namely the one of their more recent games against the Boston Bruins, where they only allowed Boston to score one goal. But I feel like it has to happen at some point in an 82-game season. You have to post at least one shutout. And so I guess it's happening for the Stars in the back half. And I'm really curious... Who is going to get that shutout? I predict that Jake Ottinger will get it. Uh, I really don't care who gets it as long as they get at least one uh, because a lot of those, both those guys, Ottinger and Holtby, I think really deserve one because they've had some really good performances this season. And another final kind of sub question to this category, if the Stars do make the postseason, 
who gets slotted in as that number one guy. I imagine they would go with Holtby just because he does have that playoff experience over Ottinger. But if Ottinger is playing really, really, really well, like he is right now, maybe you continue to feed the hot hand. It's going to be really, really fun to see how that plays out. And then the biggest last storyline that doesn't have as many subcategories to it, but I still think is going to be something that we need to watch closely is how this Stars team is going to finish tight games down the stretch. We all know that the Stars struggled in close contests last season. They had 14 overtime losses while the league average was six. That's not very good. They've done a lot better in overtime this season. One, they haven't gone into as many overtime games. But when they have, they're at least competitive, and they've won most of them. They've won a pretty good amount where their overtime losses are a lot less. And, and I think they've won all their shootouts this season, except for that one in Winnipeg against the Jets earlier this year. But the schedule, like I said, is really tough. They'll be playing just about every other day. Not too many breaks in between. Even Joe Pavelski is as much fun as he had at the All-Star Weekend uh, in Las Vegas. You know, how is his body going to hold up here to start things out? Uh, because he didn't really have time to rest like these other guys. And he's certainly some guy to keep an eye on because of how old he is and how his body is aging. Certainly a storyline to be on the lookout for. And how will travel affect this team? We'll talk about here in just a second about how much traveling the Stars team will be doing the back half of the season. A lot of games away from the American Airlines Center uh, for some long stretches of time in the back half of the season. So that's going to be the true key factor for the Stars team in the spring is to see how they perform down the stretch. Not a whole lot of rest, potentially some really close games because there's some opponents here on the schedule that the Stars haven't seen yet this season that are going to really test them, whether that's Toronto, whether that's Anaheim, whether that's the New York Islanders, who you know you, you might say they're going to test the Stars, but they haven't played them yet, and they haven't played them in a very long time with the division realignment last season. So a few teams that the Stars haven't seen in a while, and even in terms of this season, the New York Rangers will be on the back half of this schedule coming to Dallas. Haven't seen them since opening night in Madison Square Garden. So lots to consider going into the second half of the season for the Stars. Namely, how will they perform down the stretch whenever games get tough, whenever they get tired, whenever they get worn down? Will they answer the call and rise to the occasion unlike they were able to last season? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so many delicious flavors that you can choose from. These are going to be your new favorite Built Bars if you've been a fan of Built Bar for some time now. All Built Bars are when covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes the Puffs, 100% real chocolate all built bars are low calorie high protein and they allow you to replace your candy bars and they taste even better a typical candy bar is also pretty unhealthy for you they can contain anywhere from 200 to 300 calories while most built bars contain only 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein you can go to built.com right now and use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off your order at built.com moving on to the next segment of today's episode of locked on stars your first listen of the day want to take a moment and talk about the schedule for the dallas stars going down the stretch here in the back half of the regular season and like i said things are going to be chaotic messy weird to start things out after the all-star break with covid cancellations a lot of games having to be made up and Dallas in general has a lot of work to do in order to get back 
into the playoff picture. They currently sit four points out of that second wild card spot. Calgary in that second wild card spot. Edmonton there, and then Dallas, San Jose, both with 48 points at the time of recording this. So a lot of work, a lot of ground to make up, but it's very, very possible for the Stars team. And they start the second half of their season, the Stars do, with eight straight divisional games, four home games and four games on the road. They play the Nashville Predators twice. They play the Colorado Avalanche twice, the Winnipeg Jets twice, and then one game against the Chicago Blackhawks and one game against the Arizona Coyotes. And that's going to be a really, really interesting stretch. We talk about how you know we're going to get the playoff picture a little bit more cleared up by the end of February. And a lot of games like this are going to have to do with that. A lot of divisional contests to see how these divisions are truly shaping out. You know, Colorado went on that really, really big win streak, uh, playing a lot of teams that weren't necessarily from their division, but now they're going to be playing Dallas twice. They'll be playing some other divisional opponents. But the Stars are in the same boat. They've only played Nashville once. They've only played Colorado once. They've only played Winnipeg once. They've played Chicago once. They've played Arizona a couple of times. Uh, Arizona, not as meaningful that game, but certainly a game you want to come away with two points with, given the, the you know differential in talent there. But these are some teams that, one, the Stars haven't played in a while, but also uh, you know things have changed the last time that they've played. And I think the Stars are a better team, which does a lot because they did beat the Colorado Avalanche and they hung pretty close with Winnipeg going into overtime with them and a pretty close game against the Predators the first time they met up at the AAC. Uh, but not only will that happen, Dallas will have five road trips the rest of this season, consisting of three plus games. So hang with me here. I'm about to kind of list all this out. Just listen to how much of a gauntlet these road trips will be. The first one that they'll have uh, will be pretty you know, soon here to open the back half of the season. They'll be at Winnipeg, at Minnesota, at Nashville, and then one stop at home. But that stop at home is against the New York Rangers, one of the best teams in the league so far, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And then right after that one stop at home, They'll be going to Toronto, to Montreal, to New York to play the Islanders, and then to the nation's capital for a date with Alex Ovechkin and friends there against, of course, the Washington Capitals. Uh, so that is one heck of a stretch right there. Uh, you have seven games on the road, one game at home, all in one stretch. A lot of those, you know, in cities that are not super close together. Uh, of course, Winnipeg and Minnesota, fairly close with the Nashville. Then you go back to Texas to play a team from New York, then all the way back up into Canada to Toronto, Montreal, New York. Washington. So the stars are going to be all over the place in that stretch. And those are some really, really good teams. Of course, Minnesota, we saw what happened the last time the stars played the wild in their building. Not good, although it did result in a seven game win streak for the stars after that. So maybe that'll be a kick in the pants that they need. But of course, Nashville, always hard to play in their building. Uh, the New York Rangers are going to be a tough team to play even at home. Toronto, haven't seen any of them yet this year, but Austin Matthews is always a guy that you got a game plan for. Montreal, we saw what happened when the Stars matched up against them a few weeks ago at home. Definitely don't want to have to revisit that. The Islanders, a struggling team this season, but a team that can play really competitive hockey, and we all know the talent that Washington has up their sleeve besides just Ovechkin. And then the Stars will have two more road trips consisting of at least three games. They'll have a stretch where they play Anaheim twice in Anaheim. Then they'll travel to San Jose for a date with the Sharks. And then they will go to Seattle for their first ever game against the Kraken at their home building. So that'll be kind of a cool experience, but still a tough road trip nonetheless, especially if the Stars are still going to be neck and neck with the San Jose Sharks. For one of those wildcard spots, that road trip is going to be crucial. And then near the end of the season, the Stars will have a stretch where they play in Vancouver, in Edmonton, and in Calgary. So similar to the start of the season when they had a Western Canada road trip, they will have yet another one, but this one coming at the end of the season when the stakes will likely be a lot higher. And who knows where all of these teams will be standing because Vancouver is another team that isn't quite out of the playoff hunt just yet. 
Uh, they've done really, really well ever since getting their new coach in position. And so they're certainly a team to not take lightly. And Dallas will have only four extended home stretches. I'm defining an extended home stretch as any home stretch where they have more than two games in a row. And, you know, they will have four home games to close out the season, uh, which will be really nice if they're still in the playoff race and needing, you know, a few wins or a handful of wins to solidify their spot. And it's not the most daunting competition, but certainly at least, you know, a couple challenging games. They'll have Seattle, Vegas, Arizona, and then Anaheim to close out the season. All four of those at home, uh, Arizona, Seattle, maybe a little bit on the weaker end of the, of the spectrum. Anaheim is still kind of one of those weird teams that we've seen them at their full potential be really, really good. But we've also seen them dip here a little bit as of late. And of course, we know the Vegas Golden Knights are one of the best teams in the Western Conference, even at home, going to be a tough matchup. And then amongst all of this, the Stars do have quite a few more primetime games in the back half of the season. I know they had at least one or two to start the year out. Really, the only one I can think of off the top of my head that wasn't just an ESPN Plus game was that matchup with the Vegas Golden Knights whenever they were in Vegas, uh, the game in which the Stars' seven-game win streak was snapped. But they will have four primetime games as of right now. I guess things could change. But right now, they do have four primetime games lined up for the remainder of the season. The first of those on March 6th on TNT whenever they were in Minnesota playing against the Wild. Then on March 24th when they're in Carolina playing the Hurricanes, they will be on ESPN. And then the last two are home games against the Tampa Bay Lightning on ESPN on April 12th. And then ESPN against the Minnesota Wild again, but this time in Dallas on April 14th. So a lot of crazy shenanigans going on with the star schedule in this winter and spring portion of the season. But I think the guys are going to be up for the challenge. I think this team, we know we talked about last season, them struggling in some of these close contests on the road, worn down by injuries and COVID. I think this team has been here before and they're going to be a little bit more prepared this time. They're a battle tested team. So I think they're at least going to be up for the challenge and playing some competitive matchups. They're not going to come out with the win every single time, but I think they're going to be competitive until the end. And hopefully their efforts and their heart will at least put them in a position to make the playoffs come the end of the season. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a moment and talk about some players that I want to see more from in the back half of this season for the Dallas Stars. Uh, and I'm not going to touch on every single player on the lineup because we all know the top line is absolutely goaded for this Dallas Stars team. Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson. I think those guys are going to continue to stay hot. I think they're going to be a big reason why the Stars continue to be in the playoff conversation up until the very end. I think especially with Rupe and Jason getting some time off and even Pavelski. I mean, we say he didn't really get to rest during the all-star break. Of course, the games that he was playing in were not as intense as actual NHL games. So I can't imagine his body was under too much stress 
So I think he's going to pick up where he left off. And I think he's a guy that also, as cheesy as it sounds, is in love with the grind. If you will, he's been in the league this long. Uh, surely a weekend in Vegas playing some fun pickup hockey with some other guys. Probably didn't do too much to him. I think he'll pick up right where he left off. I think Group A and Jason, once they get things going in practice, will be ready and equipped and ready to go. I think the goalies are solid. We talked about them a little bit ago. I'm confident in Holtby and Ottinger going forward. We just need both of them to stay healthy. We need both of them to stay off of COVID protocol. And I think the Stars will be in good shape night in and night out, no matter who is between the pipes for the guys in victory green. But the first guy that I want to see a little bit more out of the back half of the season is defenseman Miro Haskin. And not to say Miro Haskin is having a bad season. He actually started out the season really well. And my prediction, as well as a few others, looked really good that he might be in the conversation for the Norris Trophy. But now I think there's a little bit too much separation between him, especially Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr uh, certainly has a strong case. Roman Yossi, kind of a sleeper pick, I think, for the Norris Trophy this season. I think Miro still has a chance at his career. Uh, to win that reward, but it's not going to be this season. And again, not to say he's had a bad season. He is fourth on the team in points with 27, racking up four goals, 23 assists, but I would love to see more scoring from him. Of course, you can only do so much when you're playing up, up at the blue line, but we have seen Miro be an effective scorer in the past, and I just want to see him get involved in the offense more. I know he also kind of has to be subject to the game plan that is put in place. And again, he still provides a lot of value to this team, especially on the defensive end of the ice. He's one of the best skaters on the team, and he does does excellent work with his stick. Uh, probably, I know, I, I wish we lived in a world where there were just compilations all over YouTube of Miro Haskinen breaking up breakaway plays or, you know, plays in general with his stick. So a very valuable player. Miro is not having an awful season by any means, but just with the money we've been giving him and the contract that he signed, I uh, would love to see him step up his game a little bit in the back half of the season. Another guy that probably isn't too much of a surprise, a guy I've been talking about all season, waiting for him to finally break through consistently is forward Denis Gurionov. Denis, again, uh, a pretty average season right now, at least from where I thought he might be. 19 points, 13 assists, 6 goals. And I think some consistency with Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn on that second line will do him some good. They've got put on that second line after the COVID hiatus in those games against Florida and Pittsburgh, but then things kind of got moved around on the road and uh, with COVID protocols and things like that and just poor play in some of those games as well from the entire team. And so I think if those guys are able to stay together and finally find some consistent games where they're able to string play time together, I think that will only benefit Dennis as he continues to look to, you know, rack up his numbers a little bit this season. And I'd love to see him utilize his speed more. We've seen him have some really nice breakaway opportunities. I know it can be kind of hard, you know, depending on where you are on the ice or who you're matched up against, but I think his speed is one of his most valuable assets and one of the team's most valuable assets. I think he could really hang with any of those guys that were doing the fastest time at the NHL All-Star game this past weekend. He just doesn't have the same offensive numbers as those guys to be in the All-Star game. But I think as far as speed goes, I think he can hang with just about anyone in the league. So I hope he's able to utilize that more in the back half of the season because that is a true weapon that the Stars need to use to their advantage. Jacob Peterson is another guy that I want to see more from. And again, I think Jacob Peterson is doing really well for a rookie. I think, you know, we saw one of the best rookie performances of all time last year with Jason Robertson. And so now anything that we see after that might feel like a little bit of a letdown, but don't get it twisted. Jacob Peterson is still very, very good and he's still young developing in this league. But I think this season is showing a lot of promise that he can continue to kind of be a guy that can be a consistent force in this lineup for a few years 
to come. And yeah, good season for a rookie so far. Would love to see him to continue to push his game to the next level, continue to find what works for him and what doesn't work for him. And I, of course, would love to see him continue to score the way he has been in the past few games. And finally, you know, bring some life to those bottom six forwards, that, the bottom two lines, if you will, because uh, that's been one of the weak points for the Stars team is finding consistent offense amongst those bottom six. I think Jacob Peterson can really help light the spark amongst those units. The last guy I want to talk about is the guy that plays a lot with Jacob Peterson. And I think especially after their past few games, I think will continue to play a lot with Jacob Peterson. And that, of course, is Alexander Radulov. We've talked about him all season, not putting up the scoring numbers that we thought he would. He is starting to age a little bit and his age is finally starting to catch up with him. But I want to see him get on the scoreboard more. I think maybe this break will help him feel a little bit more refreshed and he's able to go into the back half of the season with a little bit more of a clear mind. Uh, knowing what's at stake, kind of knowing that the rest of the team is coming back healthy with him. And hopefully that, you know, he can help Jacob Peterson continue to develop because I think Peterson has had some really nice scoring chances because of the contributions and passes of guys like Alexander Radulov. So I want them to continue to find rhythm. And Alexander Radulov did have 34 points back in the 1920 season, 60 games played before, of course, the pandemic shut everything down. But if, if Rads can, you know, get back remotely close to that number, I would consider that a successful season. And I think the stars will be better for it. So really want to see Radulov and Peterson find that connection that they had their past few games, carry that into the rest of the season. And I think the stars as a whole will be better off for it because those bottom six will be producing a lot better and helping out some of those guys on the top two lines. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast at. And you can also rate and review if you like what you hear. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast. Be sure to go check out that podcast to get all of your betting information that you need before the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there as well. Well, Stars fans, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are off to a good start this week. We will have Stars hockey back again in our lives on Wednesday when the Predators come into town. That game will actually be a primetime one as well. Forgot to mention that when listing out the primetime games. That game will be on TNT, this matchup with the Preds. Going to be an exciting one, and we'll be building in anticipation today, tomorrow, and up till puck drop on Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow, Stars fans. Have a great day.